Hello, nurses. This is Wacko from Animaniacs, and you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy Show. You know why? Because you're smart. See you later. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. It is episode 1041, a way back Wednesday episode. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! it. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That is so true. And the hero of this episode, the one who never gets into trouble at all, the one who tries to get me out of trouble, and that is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hey, great to be here. Uh, do you really mean that? I do. You do? Yes. Kimmy, it is a Wednesday. It is a way back Wednesday. We will be going way, 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 way back in a bit here on the Riley and Kimmy show. But way, way, way back? Way, way, way back. That's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to do like a quantum leap kind of thing. A timey-wimey kind of thing. Like to the 1800s? We're not going back that far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I guarantee we're not that far. Okay. Uh, Good, because uh, I like electricity. We will be in the world of electricity. I guarantee you that, okay? Matter, right. of, matter of fact, even in the time frame when there was television. Good, and cell phones and everything. Good. No, no cell phones. Oh. Where we're going to go way back, there wasn't cell phones. Uh-oh. There There was rotary phones. Oh, okay. And, well, that is if you're really sophisticated. There was the pick up the you know, the receiver and go, Hey Sarah, I like to go. Yeah. That okay. kind of time frame. All right. That's that's on the way here before the conclusion of the Riley and Kimmy show. So be prepared for that. Now it is a Wednesday. What is Wednesday also known for in the world of nerdum and pop culture, Kimmy? New comic book and product day. That's right. This is the day the new stuff comes to the comic book shops throughout the country. And if you'd like to find out what is brand new to the comic book stores, go right to our nerd news section and click on the comic book list. It's right there. It's updated. This is what you can find at your participating comic book store. If you need to find a comic book store, well, just go to our comic book store locator. It'll find a place right for you. And by the way, check out uh, a video we have available on our Facebook page, also our website in the video section, YouTube YouTube page, and other social media, where we uh, sat down with the store manager of Comic Central in Sanford about a week ago. We did a previews preview of all the product that's coming out in the near future to comic book stores, give you an idea of maybe what to order. That is previews preview with Sam, the manager of Comic Central. Be mm-hmm. sure to check that out, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Nerds Christmas catalog every month. <laughs> every month. That's the key. Not just once in a while, but every single month. Christmas is every month. That's right. In the world of nerdum. So be sure to get mm-hmm. your previews and head to your comic book store and get your orders in. On this episode 1041, we have made an announcement ahead of time that we will be uh, revealing something because the Riley and Kimmy show became privy to something before sitting down to 1041 about an upcoming guest a special guest to the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. We will be announcing who that is coming up before the conclusion of this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Who will be coming to the Orlando Toy and Comic Con? 
Suspense. I'll give you a clue. Not much of one, though. It's somebody who has never been to Orlando, who has never appeared in Orlando before. Ooh. And this will be at a very big event. That is the Orlando Toy and Comic-Con. You know it focuses on comic books. If you have been to it before, and if you've not been to it before, and you are in Central Florida, hey, you better you better make it this time. And that will be on January 29th, 2017. But before we get to the Orlando Toy and Comic-Con, Kimmy... We're just a few days away from loading up the Batmobile and heading to a big comic book show. This one is definitely designed for those who love collectibles and love comic books. So get ready for some fun happening on November 13th, a Sunday. Yes, the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention is just around the corner, and the Riley and Kimmy Show has been invited. Big thank you going out to the two promoters. That is Tom Raup and also Jake Bates for inviting the Riley and Kimmy Show back. We are the MCs to this fun event. I can barely control myself, Kimmy, because this is really, truly a very good time. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it is only a one-day show. It's one of those that I wish was definitely two days. Maybe even a three-day show, Kimmy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, because you just, it's one when the clock strikes the end of the show. It's like, I don't want it to end. Yeah, I know. There's a few of those. That's sad. And, you know, I'm not saying all of them this way, but there's a few shows like this that, you know, when it's, uh, let's say the show ends at four, like the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention will on Sunday, November 13th. When it ends at four o'clock, I kind of like to take my time loading up the Batmobile and leaving Mm -hmm. because I... I hate saying goodbye to all the friends I had from the past who were there and all the new friends we've made. Yeah. It's always a sad time when it, it comes is. to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to just a few days away. That is November 13th. Daytona Beach is the location for this comic book event. It is big comic book event. Mm-hmm. If you love comic books, know somebody does, this is the place to go to. And if you love collectibles, wow, I have found some great things at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. To give you an idea of the great comic book guest list that they have, I cannot go through the entire list. Just a few that will be there on this uh, run-through of what's happening at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. You'll be able to see X-Men artist Greg Land. Very nice, very approachable. He is not grumpy at all. You will enjoy talking to him. If you have questions about his work or maybe about how to break into the industry, He is somebody to talk to, or maybe you have somebody in your household, uh, a young artist, somebody who maybe wants to do this. That would be somebody to talk to, and that is Greg Land, and check out his rich work that that has been published. It's just beautiful stuff. That is Greg Land appearing at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Marvel DC artist Jim Fern will be there. Boy, he he has stories to tell, and we hope to have him on the Riley and Kimmy Show in the very near future. Another very nice and approachable person with his pedigree. You might think, well, he may not be very nice and, you know, but yeah, he is. He really is. Writer, editor, former Marvel editor, former Malibu editor, and teacher of comic books will be there. And independent comic book creator, that is Roland Mann, and a very good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. He will be there, too. And by the way, you can wish him a belated happy birthday. Mm. You know, because, uh, let's see, on episode 1040, it was his birthday. He, uh, I think it was 98, 99. I don't, I don't remember, 100? Was he hey. 100? Oh, oh, okay, I'm kidding. 
be he, nice. He's he's always 39. That is That's right. Roland Mann will be there. Artist inker Jeff Whiting is there. Now, he is known for his work on The Tick and others. Very approachable, very nice. Writer, artist, publisher, Bill Black's there. Artist Kyle R. Willis. He is the wild man in the house. Beautiful art that he has there. Uh, illustrations, also paintings. He, he, he can work with paint, and he doesn't get it on himself, Kimmy. Can you mm. believe that? How about that red skull he's done? Oh, oh yeah. Isn't that gorgeous? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, all his work is gorgeous. And that is Kyle R. Willis. Be sure to check him out. Also, artist Terrence Horn and many others, too many to run down this list. You can find out more on their website, the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention's website. And we have links to that right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, also, by the way, there's some media guests that will be there, too. Can't go through the whole list. Uh, somebody who's really known for the B movies, the horror films, the sort of off kilt films. He is the king of B movies. Joel D. Winecoop and his actress wife, Catherine Winecoop, will be there. TV personality just recently on a big baking show. Well, I shouldn't say personalities. That is Master Baker Eric and his wife, the general manager, Patty Waller of Vicious Collectibles, will be there with those cupcake zombies. You can mm-hmm. also talk to them. What is it like to be on TV? National TV. One of those reality things. Yes, was, as seen on TV. Yes, he should have that. You know, I think he should have that as on a T-shirt. It's mm-hmm. one of those as seen on TV things. Mm-hmm. Be kind of cute, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would. As seen on TV. And you can see them. That is at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Entertainment going on all day long. Also, chances to win two door prizes. But entertainment also being provided by Victorian Horror and Steampunk Troupe Phantasmagoria. I have a feeling, weather permitting, they might be playing with fire. Mm-hmm. You might be able to see some fire dancing, firework, and all that kind of stuff. And we've interviewed them before. How they do that, it is amazing. They are amazing regardless if they're playing with a fire or not. Yes. Yes. They are lots of fun. Oh, they are they're incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you just have to check them out. If you've seen them before, you won't tire seeing them a second time. There's something for all ages like face painting and balloon creations by Fun Faces Balloon Creations. That'll be happening there. This is an affordable con. We just uh, been at cons recently. They, they, you know, Some people say, well, they're kind of getting expensive. This one is very affordable. Admission is just $8 that you can pay right at the door. There are advanced tickets available right now where you can save on that $8. They're available at participating comic book shops and other businesses in Central Florida. And that entire link of where you can pick up those tickets available right on the website. Also, more information about this big event at DaytonaBeachComicConvention.com. That's DaytonaBeachComicConvention.com. We have a link right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Keep in mind, over 100 vendor tables selling comics, toys, magazines, trade paperbacks, records. You heard right. Records. I mean, like vinyl records will be there. Who knows? You might even find some uh, 8-tracks and cassettes. It's possible. All kinds of collectibles like lunchboxes and things like that, action figures, and more. There's a costume contest, so be sure to tell your cosplay friends and costuming friends with $300 in prizes. And if you want to get your comics graded, CBCS will be taking submissions at the show. Find out more. Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention happening November 13th, just days away. The Riley and Kimmy Show will be there. We look forward to seeing you there. I can't wait. Can you, Kimmy? No. I mean, I can't. I And I, I always find some form things to throw into the Batmobile, collectible-wise, and I'm looking forward to adding some things. I found, like, you know, Green Hornet stuff in the past. I found lunch boxes. I, I've even found Mark's figures, too, there. Mm-hmm. It, who knows what I will find, even comic books. And who knows what the show promoters 
will be providing us to give away at this fun event happening November 13th. Be sure to tell your friends about that. That's the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Now, I'm excited to uh, talk about another convention that's just around the corner. It's happening right after the click of the first of the year. It's right after we go into 2017. It's happening on January 29th, and that is the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. This one is jam-packed with comic book creators. Now, we will be announcing a special guest to this event coming up in just a few moments here. But first, let's just take a look at who's been announced already to the Orlando Toy and Comic-Con. Kimmy, can you go down that guest list for us? Sure. It's a stellar list, too. It um, includes Ryan Stegman, Tony S. Daniel, Ethan Van Skybert, Tyler Kirkham, Chad Thomas, Billy Tucci, and George Lowe. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here, barking a happy tune with my close personal chums, Riley and Kimmy. And you are twitching and grooving with the Riley and Kimmy experience. <laughs> wow, how 60s is that? Riley's got on his skull suit and his matching skull pants. And you don't want to know about his femur bone underwear. Or was it a pinky bone? I'm sorry. Now Kimmy's mad at me. Very good friend of the Riley and Kimmy show, Space Ghost himself, that is George Lowe, will be there. You do not want to miss George Lowe, right, Kimmy? No, you don't want to miss him. You And he will talk to you about voiceover work, cartoons, game shows. He and I have carried on a conversation amongst ourselves on game show announcers. He can imitate the classic game show announcers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in heaven. Really, he I was. hilarious. And, and he's a very sweet soul. And I know he's looking forward to meeting you. So be sure to stop by the Orlando Toy and Comic Con and meet George Lowe and all the rest we mentioned. Fantastic individuals. We've had the opportunity to meet some of them. We've also interviewed some of them that Kimmy mentioned. You can find those previous interviews available right on our links section of the Riley and Kimmy show. Some of them video, too, are available. Give me an idea if you if you don't know who they are for some reason. Maybe somebody in your household is a big comic book Nerd, they will know who these individuals are, Kimmy mentioned. But if you don't, you can check that out in advance and find that right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, Kimmy, I'm giving you the honor, I'm giving you the pleasure of announcing who the special guest to the Orlando Toy and Comic Con is on this Sunday, January 29th of 2017. Tug, the Bull Terrier, superhero, comic book star. Yes. Tug, the Bull Terrier puppy, the superhero that's in comic books. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and don't forget Tug, the Riley and Kimmy Show. That is Tug's dad. The artist of the comic book that is Blake Ovard, the 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 artist, the the the, mm-hmm. the 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 person of the moment right there. Tug's daddy. Yes, Tug's daddy and his mother will be here in Orlando on January 29th at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Now you might say to yourself, "Who is Tug? Why is Tug important?" Before, oh, if you don't know Tug yes. now, no. you're going to love Tug. Tug is a sweetheart. 
gets along with everybody. And Tug actually has a very tragic story. And I thought we'd, on this Way Back Wednesday, just go back in time a little bit to a previous chat we had with Blake about Tug and how it all started. So let's go back in time here, and then we'll have our other rewind moment here on the Riley and Gibby Show. We'll do that timey-wimey thing that goes back, I said, a ways. We'll do that for Way Back Wednesday. But now we go back in time just a little bit to the month of September when we spoke with Blake Ovart about Tug on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to the Riley and Kimmy Show booth is a superhero. It is Tug, the Bull Terrier puppy, and next to me is Tug's dad. That is Blake Ovart. Hello, Blake. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show and also Animal Special. Now, tell me a little bit about Tug. Uh, for those who don't know, it is a very touching story. It is a very sad story with a happy ending, actually. Happy ending, yes. That, yeah. And that's the part that matters. Um, Tug, when he was about four months old, about yay big, um, was wrapped up in a blanket and they took a yard stake, like one of those wooden yard stakes, and staked that blanket down next to the side of the highway and just left him to die. Um, he was covered about 80% of his body with demodectic mange. Uh, which was advanced to the point to where he's basically a big scab um, and had about 13 other infections. Uh, my wife and I were both animal control officers at the time, so we got the call. We took him back to the shelter. Um, nobody came forward as an owner to claim him. And uh, so at the end of that three-day hold period, he was put on the euthanasia list. So we decided we would take him home, and whatever it took, we'd help get him better. Do you, well, since you work with animals already ahead of time, uh -huh. I'm sure you were tight with other vets that were on board with you. Or did you have problems with a vet or two that said, I think this is a, a no-win situation, this is not advisable? Actually, the very first vet we took him to said that. Said wow. he was just too far gone, just put him down. Uh, who the, Our vet, who we have now, we took him to the very next morning. And he said, well, you know, there's not much of a chance, but there is a chance. And we said, well, that's all we need is a chance. And uh, so, you know, a lot of love and medicine and time, and he started getting better. And so now he's a superhero. He is. And when did you make him part of the comic book? When did Tug's story go into the comic book and then the art? Well, we, as he got better and everything, of course, we kept posting on Facebook, and, and his page kept growing. And, and so we had people telling us that they would like to see him as a kid's book. Because I have a background as an illustrator, and I work for a lot of magazines and things like that, newspapers and fine art I have in galleries and a couple of museums and stuff. And so they said, make a kid's book. Well, we didn't really want to do a kid's book because they're kind of, they're not really open-ended. And we kind of, there's, there's not an ending to that story yet. And so we said, well, we could do individual stories if we want to, or we could focus more on the superhero aspects of it and do a comic book. And that's how the comic book actually came about. And so, you know, as, as a result of that, we go to schools, we do anti-bullying programs and self-esteem programs. Um, because, because of all that, his fan base kept growing on Facebook. One of his fans uh, wrote into the AKC, the American Kennel Club, um, and he was nominated for their award for canine excellence, which is their highest award they give, wow. which is kind of like being nominated for an Oscar. It's a real honor just to be nominated. And so we thought that was really cool. Well, about four months later, they called us and told us we won. 
And so that was really cool at that point. Um, and then because of his comic book and because of those accomplishments and because of him going to kids' hospitals and old folks' homes and doing to the schools and everything, uh, Rachel Ray <laughs> flew us up to be on her show and let the word get out a little bit more about that and, and let everybody know that all the proceeds from the comic books and any of the art that I do all goes back to help others. And so that, that's fantastic. Now, I have a question to ask sure. with this. Is Tug okay being in big crowds like this? Is Tug doing all right? Is, or is he getting stressed out at all? Oh, no, he's fine. He, uh, ever since we had him, you know, when he was four months old, and we were taking pictures for update, he's been used to a camera. Okay. So the camera was no, no issue. We socialized him real well, so people weren't an issue. Um, and as, as he was getting better, and when we started going to schools, he was already socialized. So those are smaller groups of people. Well, the groups now are just bigger, you know. Gotcha. And, and he's like a five-year-old in a dog suit, <laughs> you know. And so he knows when to be good and when not to be good. And, uh, but no, crowds don't bother him at all. There's really nothing that shakes him. He's, he's really one in a million. He's really a superhero. Now, do you have a, a, a passion for the bull terrier? I know Tui's a bull, a bull terrier too. Yeah, Tui is a bull terrier as well. Um, neither one of us actually had had bull terriers wow. before, Tug. And, and now we have four. <laughs> um, but Tui is a, is a miniature bull terrier, and he's a puppy basically coming up under Tug as a protege. Gotcha. Um, and so part of our anti-bullying program that Tug does, we've kind of included Tui on that as well, and we're now doing a thing that's called Buddy Benches. Mm. And it's part of the program, so when kids are feeling bullied or ostracized or anything, they can go sit on the bench, and we give that bench to the school. Oh. It's just something we give to them when we do the program. And... All the other kids, because they go to the program, know that they should go over and be a friend for that kid. Gotcha. And so that that's going to be Tui's special project. Gotcha. But he's he's the protege, and you can look for him. We would have had issue four out already of his comic book, but we had to go back and rewrite about half of it because we wanted to put Tui oh. in it. And so we, we were about two months, three months, a little more than that behind because we had to redo everything. And, of course, you know, that changed all the art and everything. So Now, are the books available through your Facebook page, a website? Uh, how can somebody find the comic books, or do they have to find you at a, a local show somewhere? <laughs> Most of the time, it's a whole lot easier to find us at the show. Um, but you can order them from us straight away. The easiest way is just to send me a message or an email. Okay. And, and we go that route. We do have the autographed version. Um, on his website, it costs more because we include the shipping in that. Gotcha. Um, and we're almost out of number one. That's just the first printing. Wow. Uh, we printed about, I forget, I think it's about 5,500 originally on that. Whoa. And we're down to what you see here is all we have left. Fantastic. Um, so that's, that's great. Yeah. And then Neil Adams came on board as well, Joe Rubenstein. Uh, Neil did the cover for issue four. I mean, and Three, sorry. That's okay. Uh, Joe Rubenstein did the cover for issue four, which is the one we're doing, all because that you know they heard Tug's message and they are big animal lovers and they wanted to get involved too. Um, and then Al Bigley did the original cover on issue one. Uh, the only cover that I've actually done, even though I've done all the interiors, is for number two. And uh, we have a couple other really big name folks that want to do that as well, um, but I don't try and get too far ahead. Uh, we have someone for issue five and Ooh. then we have a couple others for 
six and seven, but I don't want to get too far gotcha. ahead, but you will know who they are when they come out. Okay, and the best way to stay linked with that is through Tug's social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yep. and we'll put links to that on our website at RileyandKimmy.com and also have them on our Facebook page as well. Thank you for what you and Kim Joy did in rescuing Tug and for rescuing all the dogs that you do. Oh, you know, it's part of, it's our passion, so you no, know, thanks for helping us out. It was great going back in time a little bit and hearing Blake talk about Tug and how they found him. And, you know, it, it, it does bother me to hear how it started out. But the, the end story, if you will, uh, it, it's just it's it's worth hearing that first part. And it makes you appreciate things more mm-hmm. when you know what Tug went through and what Tug does. Now, one of the things that Blake did not mention in that interview we had is Tug. Well, he mentioned that Tug does work with anti-bullying. Mm-hmm. But Tug also works with something else, Kimmy. And what is that? Alzheimer's. And dementia awareness. Dementia, hurtful. yes. Mm-hmm. And he works in retirement communities and and uh, Elster areas and things like that. And, and, and makes people who are not necessarily having the disorder or going through that, but those who maybe have family members who are or mm-hmm. suspect, um, offers guidance and, and hope and support. Right. So Tug is very special. Definitely a superhero. Bring your cell phone charged. Get ready to take plenty of pictures with Tug. And you'll want to check out the comic books. They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they, they are they're precious. The, I am very happy. And I did not know, by the way, some of my friends know just how important Tug is to me. I didn't know Tug was going to be invited. Uh, big thank you going out to Mike Priest of Mike's Comics and Collectibles, the show promoter of the Orlando Toy and Comic Con for reaching out to Tug's people and bringing Tug into Orlando on January 29th, 2017. I had no idea Mike was going to do that. He surprised me with that shortly before we uh, sat down for episode 1041. Mm -hmm. He said, I will let the Riley and Kimmy show make a special announcement first. And I said, what is he? Because I got another guest for the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. And he told me, and I was shocked. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a fun time at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Look forward to it. There are so many things that are going to be going on there for all ages. And I strongly suggest to friend and follow them on their Facebook page, like their Facebook page, to be updated with what's going on at the event because who knows what else they're going to add, what other things are going to happen at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Can you believe that, Kimmy? Tug's going to be there? That is so that's just great news. Yes, it is. And Tug, I, I want. There's some people who might say, "Well, you know, I think Tug might be exploited." He is not exploited. He loves it. He does. He likes. If you if you did hear the entire interview, he likes being around people. He is a service dog, mm-hmm. and he's not affected. You know, where some people might think he might be being in a crowd situation and stuff like that. Right. And dogs like to have a job. They like to have purpose. Yes. So uh, it, it fulfills them, really. Yes. So he's having a great life. He is. Look forward to seeing Blake and Kim. It'll be a great time. And look forward to seeing Tug. And I and actually, I look forward to seeing all the people that go up to Tug and meet him for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And if you like dog kisses, he will give them. I have evidence of that. You can check that out on one of my videos that we will post, again, on our Facebook page. It's also available on our YouTube page and our website. Right now, you can find those links at RileyandKimmy.com. Coming up, we're going to go back in time, Kimmy. We're going to do that timey-wimey thing. We're going to tie it into 
dogs. Mm. We're going to do that here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's on the way. Sometimes, even good girls and boys are left off Santa's list. With all the blessings and bounty of Christmas, there still doesn't seem to be enough to go around. This year, make a place on your list and in your heart for a child you don't even know. Donate a new unwrapped toy to the Marine Corps Reserve. Toys for Tots. Please bring an unwrapped brand new toy to Comic Central if you're in Central Florida. That is in Sanford, Florida, real close to I-4, as we help kick off the Toys for Tots drive. That's at Comic Central in Sanford, Florida. It's a big event also going on. It's the local comic shop day starting at 11 o'clock, runs until 8 in the evening. That's Saturday, November 19th, and that's happening in Sanford. And you can find out more at Comic Central's Facebook page. Check that out. And, by the way, they will have also limited edition uh, variant covers and things like that going on. Mm. And that's throughout the day. Also, deals and specials. Mm -hmm. And local artists will be on hand. Sketching, prints available. A couple of the artists who will be there. Humphrey Ching will be there. And so will Chris Butler. And if you're looking for uh, – and and others, too, will be there. And, you know, Chris, I know for a fact uh, he's a madman when it comes to sketching. He just loves it. And if you like the 80s stuff, like the uh, the Turtles and the Transformers and, you know, maybe the Bruce Tim animation, stuff like that, this is the person to check out. Mm-hmm. Beautiful artwork. Humphrey loves Batman. You'll see that. And he loves others, other materials well, too. It'll be a fun time with everybody there. Bring your friends. Bring costumers, too. Let's celebrate and have a good time. And let's help Toys for Tots. Bring that unwrapped brand new toy to Comic Central. And that is in Sanford, Florida. Very easy to find. Right, Kimmy? Yes. It's right by the mall, right by a lot of shopping, uh, Panera Bread, Target Superstore, lots of stuff right there. So you can spend the day in the area shopping, eating, okay, having, having fun with us at Comic Central. Yes, Comic Central. And once again, uh, be sure to check out their Facebook page and you know, like them and you can be updated with what is going on. Kimmy, I thought we'd go back in time, kind of revolve around... Uh, the world of dogs, in a way, because Tug is coming to the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Radio, watch me. Radio, still love you. And that is the Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we have an opportunity to go back in time, we take that. If we can go to the golden age of radio, the theater of the mind, we take that opportunity. We're doing that right now because Tug is coming to the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Tug! Yes, Tug! Tug! <laughs> Tug! Tug is coming to the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. And I thought we'd go back in time to something special that revolves around the old time radio days, the golden age of radio and dogs. Now, we have an episode that is titled, Are You Ready? Mm-hmm. A Dog's Life. Mm. It's called A Dog's Life. Now, it's a story of a dog that manages to live in a world in which there are people. Now, A Dog's Life documents the experience of raising a dog from the time man's best friend comes to a permanent home until he learns the happy fact that a dog's best friend is man. This is an interesting piece. It's done in the right at the tail end of the golden age of radio. And... It gives you an idea what it was like to adopt a dog during that time period. It's a little different than today, but there's a lot of similarities, too. Mm. So it's a piece of history. And one of the also unique things 
The person who acts in this, who is narrator and actor, is a voice that is, you're going to say, I know that voice. He did so many commercials on so many things. He was a big voice actor and announcer. His name is Ralph Bell, and he was very, very successful. You will recognize this voice, I guarantee it, especially if you like watching some of the old TV shows and old movies and game shows and things like that. You're going to say, I know who that is. Here we go back in time. Because of Tug, we're dedicating this one to Tug and to the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Here's A Dog's Life from 1957 on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It was little more than a year ago that a puppy was brought to the shelter for homeless animals on New York's Upper East Side. At the same time, there was a young man named Tony Schwartz who lived alone in an apartment on the west side of town. And Tony decided that what he wanted most in life at this moment was a dog. The CBS Radio Workshop. Dedicated to man's imagination. The theater of the mind. Today, the actual story of a dog's life, as shared and recorded on a portable recorder by Tony Schwartz. It was February 3rd, 1956, when Tony Schwartz appeared at the information desk of the animal shelter to ask for a dog. An ordinary, plain, everyday dog. You have to sign an application here, and uh, you go in and look at the dogs, and you select something you see, and you come out, and you sign a release on it, and your name and your address. When you come out here, you have to show identification of some kind, and uh, we fill this out for you. You pay $3 and make out a license certificate, and you take the dog home with you. Tony was passed on to an attendant who took him downstairs to the room where the dogs are quartered. On the way, Tony explained he was looking for a nice, quiet, ordinary dog. In thinking about a dog, Tony hadn't thought about a particular dog, just a quiet companion to curl up at his feet as he sat in his armchair. Uh, a dog, that's all. But it wasn't that simple. Here there were lots of dogs. Which dog would it be? Finally, he saw one that he thought might do. But would this puppy be the one he thought about? What kind of a dog was it, anyway? Now, this is a wire hair terrier cross. He's about uh, two months. He was uh, brought in here by a lady that uh, couldn't keep him in the house. There were some uh, restrictions there. So she brought him in, and I'm pretty sure we'll get a home for him very soon. Is it really a male? Oh, no, this is a female, my mistake. I keep calling him he's, but it's really a female. She's really a female, I should say. Tony decided to take him, or rather her. A couple of hours had gone by, and he was late for work. But the dog needed a physical examination before they could go home. Well, the most important thing to do is to have a shot of antiserum immediately providing we find your dog in perfect health. So we'll examine him, uh, look him over in every detail, take his uh, temperature, examine the membranes of the mouth, and uh, scald his heart, see if he has any congenital heart disease, see if his lungs are congested at all, or if there's any signs of pulmonary disorder. We'll look her over and uh, see that she's completely healthy in every respect as far as we are concerned. 
The serum contains antibodies. It's very similar to polio shots in children that have been exposed to the disease. It also protects the dog during that first period that you have it at home, 10 days to two weeks. At this stage, I would feed approximately four times a day. Uh, the requirements are very high for protein and vitamins, so we advise meat, milk, and eggs primarily. This can be varied at times with whole fish, filet of whiting, haddock, things of that sort. Was he adopting a dog or a baby? Physical examinations, protective shots, special diets? Well, finally that was over. He could take his dog home after he got the license. All dogs owned or harbored in the city of New York must be licensed regardless of the age. You must purchase a license as long as you harbor a dog. The license costs $3 per year. The dog year is from May the 1st until April the 30th of the following year. I'd like to know sex, breed, age, and color, and any markings, and the name and address of the owner. Tony filled out and filed the proper form and gave the man $3. In return, he received a metal tag with a number stamped on it, M7953. Now, what came next? Nothing. It was hard for Tony to believe that he was now free to take his puppy home. As soon as they left the shelter, Tony felt the small animal in his arms begin to shiver. The weather was warm. Or maybe the street frightened him. Tony decided the best thing to do was to get her home fast. I want 425 West 57. Sorry, sir. We don't take dogs in this cab. Okay, thank you. Well, if that's the way it was, you'd have to take a bus. Sorry, mister. No, we don't take any dogs. That left the subway. But a subway guard told him the same thing. So, Tony carried a trembling puppy two miles through crowded streets to his apartment. He finally set her down in the middle of the living room floor. She began walking around the room, sniffing at almost everything. Tony had a vague sense something was missing. Something was wrong. Maybe she was hungry or thirsty. Maybe she had... Well, Tony felt he needed professional help. He'd have to skip work today. He picked up his puppy and headed for the neighborhood pet shop. But on the way, Tony met his landlord in the elevator. Uh, look, uh, I hope that uh, dog is housebroken. Tony hoped so, too. But he'd have to worry about that later. He went out into the street carrying the puppy in his arms. That's a baby! Look at that sweet little baby! What's his name? A name? Well, Tony hadn't even thought about a name. How do you name a dog? Well, he'll find out later. He's a cute dog. How come you didn't cut his tail? Clip her tail? What was that all about? Why should anyone want her tail to be clipped? And how do you housebreak a dog? Finally, they reached the pet shop. Well, I've got this little puppy. Yeah. Uh, what do I need for it? Do I need a bed or anything? Well, first of all, is the puppy clean? He hasn't got any fleas on him or anything like that, has he? No. Well, if he wasn't clean, why, I, you can give him a dry bath. You understand? 
much. That would take the odors away on the door, on the puppy, and uh, keep the puppy clean. Then, of course, you need a little collar for them. You want to uh, break them into a leash and collar, which is very important. And uh, I can give you a little leash and collar. Now, of course, you need a feeding schedule, too. And I've got one here. Here's your little feeding schedule. Uh, you can read it over. If you want to ask me any questions, I'll be glad to answer them. Do I need a bed? Well, you need a bed, yes. I would suggest a little basket with a little uh, pillow in it. And uh, <clears throat> you need uh, a couple of dishes, one for water, one for food. Toys are very good. Uh, as far as toys are concerned, you can give them a little... Tony left with a bundle of supplies, a sense of relief, and an empty wallet. Arriving home again, he prepared lunch for the puppy. Well, there was nothing wrong with her appetite. And as soon as she finished eating, Tony decided to walk her right away. But when he tried to put the new collar and leash on her... Apparently, walking beside her lord and master didn't mean a thing to the dog. Tony had to pull her out on the street. He didn't even have a name to call her by. And that was the next problem. What would it be? Tony decided to find out how other people named their dogs. I figured I'd use the name Louie. My dog's name is Capers. I named him after a horse, which we have. My dog's name is Boo-Boo. Uh, Boo-Boo the Woodlands, and her name came from our place in the country, plus the fact of Boo-Boo uh, is known as chocolate, and that's her color. And my other poodle, which is the same color, and she's called Jolly of Jura. Well, she's a little broad in the beam, so we named her Fanny. Sir Lancelot. That was his pedigree name. Of course, it's been shortened. He's Lance now. Or Lancey, as the case may be. Lucky? How'd you name him? Some neighbors said, oh, what a lucky little dog to have in such a nice home. Oh, I says, that's enough. Lucky's his name. I says, have it lucky. I wanted to give him a different name, but she gave him lucky. Can't win from a woman. <laughs> so it's lucky. I wanted to call him Buster or something like that, but no. But he's a nice looking animal. His name is Holly House Philippe. The real French name, so we call him Flip Flop. What is his name again? Holly House Philippe. We call him Flip Flop. Peppy. When we first uh, bought him from Gimbal's, he looked like he was more dead than alive, and uh, he laid there in a the corner, so I just figured he has no life at all, we, and we just call him Peppy, figuring that uh, maybe someday he'll grow up to have a little life. Sinbad. He's a child of sin, and so we called him Sinbad. Button. Because he's as cute as a button. Timothy O'Tara. Finian's Rainbow. George. Demitas. We called her Susie. We didn't have any children at the time. And uh, when this uh, particular dog... Tony finally bought a paper-covered book, Naming uh, Your Baby. That evening, he went through the lists of girls' names in the book, trying out each one on his puppy out loud. He was close to the end of the alphabet when he found the name. Tina. Yes, Tina. Tony and Tina. That was it. Now, what about this housebreaking business? Again, Tony sought advice. 
If you want to housebreak the dog, I would suggest some, uh, some scent uh, that we have here for housebreaking a dog. What's that stuff called? Well, sometimes I... It's called fire plug. Very good, very good. Tony, if, um, if the dog makes weary in the house, if, he's ha if you have to make him a house broken, you have to slap him with a newspaper. Then if he doesn't do it again, he's house broken. I see, and if he does it again, what do you do? You slap him again and put him out. And then if he does it the next time, slap him out and do the same thing. But if he doesn't do it the next time, he's housebroken. It looked like time and patience were the answers. But while Tony was wondering where he'd get the time and patience, someone again brought up the matter of Tina's tail. Tony never realized that the issue of full tail versus no tail could be such a controversial one. I definitely think you ought to cut the tail. Why? Because you're spoiling the breed of the dog. The dog demands the tail be cut. The dog demands? Well, I mean the breed of the animal. I see. So what I... What do you mean by the breed? Well, this is a wire here. And all wire hairs have a short, clipped tail. And this is the only one floating around in New York City with a long tail. You're spoiling the breed. All wire hairs have their tails clipped. You're spoiling the breed of the dog by not clipping its tail. His appearance, at any rate. It isn't standard for, a, for a, a wire hair to have a tail waving in the breeze. It isn't right for a wire hair to have a tail waving in the breeze. I don't think it's very good to have their tails clipped because I think that they have enough of a tail, but if it gets too long, like when it's sad, I think, doesn't it go under their feet? Well, if it goes under their feet, it may drag along the ground, it may get dirty. And I know you can't clip it off and wash it, then hang it back on again. I don't believe in, in clipping dogs' tails. Why not? Because they're born with those and they have a right to them. Why shouldn't they have them? Wagging the tail is smiling. And why take their smiles away from them? The wag of a dog's tail is a smile. Tony's final decision was to leave Tina with a smiling tail. <coughs> Tina gradually felt at home in Tony's apartment, but Tony's early plans for home life with a dog didn't seem to work out as he had expected. He had tried to train Tina to curl up at his feet after dinner, but it was only after Tony was comfortably settled in bed for the night that Tina wanted to curl up on his feet. And so with Tina in bed with him, Tony reflected that at least he wouldn't have to train Tina to bring his slippers in the morning. She had chewed them up. It was not only at night that Tina was getting away. One day she dragged him to a nearby hotel. Tony found out why. The place was full of dogs. These are obedience-trained dogs working toward degrees. And the first degree that you get in the novice classes is a CD degree, which means companion dog. The next degree is a CDX, which means companion dog excellent. And the next degree is utility dog, which of course, that's like receiving a college diploma. I'm Mrs. Gordon Young, and I'm president of the Poodle Obedience Training Club. And this is Mrs. Harding. An obedience training club for dogs. It suddenly occurred to Tony that schooling might not be a bad idea for Tina. 
But where could he enroll a dog without a pedigree? He went back to the shelter for homeless animals for advice. I have some problems with my dog. Well, uh, we have what we hope is a very good answer to this. The ASPCA has training classes that they hold on Tuesday nights uh, down at the Washington Irving Gymnasium. And uh, you can take your dog down there and he can learn how to walk to heal properly, uh, how to come when you call him, and how to stay in one place. What do I do? Do I just take him down there and leave him on Tuesday night? No. Uh, in fact, the whole theory of our course is that we train you to train your dog. So we put you on the floor, we explain to you what to do, and then from then on, you train the dog. And so Tina and Tony went to school. For graduation, you know, your dogs are going to have to do a one-minute sit-stay and a three-minute down-stay. So you are only allowed to give one stay. If you have to give twice, that is failing according to AKC rules. Just give your hand signal and give your stay command and leave your dogs. Are everybody ready? Stay. One command, and they're supposed to hold that position for one minute. Well, that would be failing, of course, but you've got a long way to go yet. Now, last week, for the first night, you were allowed to say the word sit when the dogs came to a halt. Now, tonight, I don't want to hear the command. I will say halt, you say nothing. But if the dog doesn't sit, spank him down and then pat him with the same hand, giving praise. All right, ready? Forward, my heel, good, fellow. Now, no, no command, halt, spank, pat them. Good, fellas, spank them down. All right, just watch over there, will you? All right, forward, my heel, good, fellas. Halt, don't say anything, just spank After a few sessions, there was considerable improvement in Tina's department. Tony even bought himself a new pair of slippers. It was then that Tony's girlfriend suggested that since Tina was going to school, she ought to be properly groomed. Tony wasn't too keen on the idea, but they looked up the advertisements. Grooming and boarding, air-conditioned, doctor in attendance, East 67th Street, by appointment only. Good afternoon. May I help you? Yes, I'm Mr. Schwartz. I call in. Oh, yes, Mr. Schwartz. You have Tina. You have an appointment to have her bathed and clipped. Will you have a seat, sir, and I'll call the groomer out. Fine. In a few minutes, Tony brought Tina to the groomer. I brought my dog here. I hope you can do something with her. Could you tell me whether you could take this dog and do anything with her? Oh, I think we'll be able to uh, fix her up for you real nicely. The main thing is, how do you want her clipped? I mean, like a show dog or just like a regular pet? Well, uh, my friend told me to bring her here and get her clipped and uh, whatever you'd recommend. Well, I'll explain it to you. The show clipping method is to strip it down. That takes longer and it's more expensive. But that's done by hand. Now, the other way is to do it with the clippers. That's faster, it doesn't take as much time, and it's cheaper, too. Yeah. And wh what will you do to her? Well, we will take her down on the body. We'll leave her nice and smooth on the body. The legs will be left full, just a little bit of trimming done on them. The tail will be shaved, will be plucked, and uh, the head will try to accentuate, make it look long and lean, which is the real terrier head. We'll leave a nice mustache and eyebrows on her, and the ears will be trimmed. And we'll do her toenails and her teeth. 
bather. Well, she'll be a dog that she'll be proud to take on the street. She'll look real sharp. When Tony called for his dog later in the day, he wouldn't have even believed it was her, except that she recognized him. He took her over to his girlfriend to see what she thought. She's different. She's a different dog. Everybody had to hear about it. She got on the phone. She's different. She's a different dog. But the longer you look at her, she is, I mean, to be objective, she's gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. Her, the brown in her is just beautiful. But her face, I'm so sad about it. Where did you see her? I, I didn't know what to do. I really wanted to cry. He, I think he cut too much off her head, though. Yeah. Silky. Like little silk things, and they stand up. And she's like a wrinkle in her forehead when she stands her ears up. But I can hardly wait for the hair to grow on her head. <laughs> I think he took off too much, frankly. The newly groomed Tina continued at school and was graduated with high honors. And gradually, she and Tony began to settle down to a kind of tranquility. But then one day, Tina refused to eat. She behaved strangely, walking around the apartment in circles, licking the floor. Tony rushed her to the veterinarian. From examining your dog, it appears that she has a false pregnancy, or technically a pseudosiesis. Uh, this occurs in, in people, and many folks feel that uh, such a thing does not occur in dogs. However, it is very common, particularly so in city dogs. She hides in closets and under the bed and makes a nest. Uh, if there are do dolls or toys about, she accepts these as her puppies and nurses them and hides them and fondles them and so forth. And uh, it's really a strange syndrome. We have been able to uh, treat this very successfully from two aspects, from the hormonal aspect by giving female uh, hormones. Uh, the psychic aspects have been brought under control very, very nicely with these newer tranquilizing drugs that they're using in people now, such as Milltown, Equinol, etc. With a so, miracle of uh, Milltown, Tina was soon restored to normalcy. There was no litter of imaginary puppies to care for. In the light of what we've heard, Tina has not made life simpler for Tony. Why does he put up with him? Why does anyone want to bother with a dog? Well, ask anyone who owns one. Even though they're on a lot of trouble in the beginning when they're young, uh, as the years go on, uh, they mean so much to you that you forget all of the trouble when they were puppies. They are so wonderful. They eventually become just like a member of the family. I, I love it. I mean, I didn't really mean to get one in New York, but um, well, one of those days I just decided to get one. I mean, no particular reason. It's a lot of work. I have to walk him three times a day, and it's quite a headache, but I think it's worth it. You don't own the dog. The dog owns you. But uh, there are a great many compensations. You have love and affection, something you never had before. They're simpler to relate to at times than people. When you just want love and warmth and affection, they're there to give it to you. I feel that the animal is part of me. I really do. Well, I don't consider doing anything for a little animal trouble. Look at that. Look at the way he's behaving now. Isn't that all worth the little trouble that you might go to? And the longer you have them, the more you wonder how on earth you did without them. 
Oh, they're worth every hour of trouble that they ever give you, and more. There's no question but that living with a dog presents problems and struggles. But so does living with humans. But what about the dog? He's been pushed and pulled, clipped, trained, patted and yelled at. Why doesn't he just bite his master and be done with it? Well, for that, you'll have to ask the dog. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about The Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.